0: Hello, this is Timmy Black and welcome once again to another episode of the Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, I don't typically do these types of mid-december episodes, these kinds of uh, episodes that uh, try to try to cleverly sum up the year in a, in a tinseled bow of sentimental clap trap and unsubstantiated insight that's not my thing. I, I've never really been that type of podcaster. That's not that's not exactly Timmy's vibe. That's not Timmy, that's not me but but this year I mean what year? I mean really huh? <laughs> am I really going to mark the birth of of our lord the miracle of the of the Maccabees the collapse of maga and the triumph of moderna without at least a small conventional hoot of inebriated joy or even <coughs> even a little bit of uh, i don't know optimism i mean really baruch hashem in nomine domini hosanna in excelsis Namumyoho, renge kyo, man. I mean, really, what a freaking year! But listen, this pandemic thing, this uh, this staying at home all the time, all this all this unan- unanticipated abundance of of time, this time on our hands, extra time, all this, all this 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 time, all these long milky days of continuous uninflected time. I mean, I actually did something that I'm rather uninclined to do under normal circumstances. And and I don't mean deep cleaning the bathroom, which incidentally I did twice or, or once. I, I don't remember. But anyway, I found myself, well, engaged in something I don't usually do something very very uncharacteristic for Timmy. I mean, when I tell people about this, they simply don't believe me and I and I have to I have to swear to them on a stack of TV guides and Saint Augustine's confessions insisting that I'm for once in my life telling the truth. And honestly, I'm still rather supl- surprised. <laughs> I'm still rather surprised, rather astonished actually that it was me Timmy doing this, but Unusual times Unusual circumstances Yield Unpredictable outcomes, right? Okay so, so let me tell you what it was That I did Me, Timmy I Got really Really into Self-care no, really. I mean, bath salts, candles, calming teas with names that sounded like the titles of romance novels. I did, I did tantric yoga via Zoom. I did a lot of eyebrow trimming. <laughs> I, I, I could have made a side business in, in rough, short hair paintbrushes. I, w- I was into skin moisturizers, beet and kale smoothies. I took afternoon naps. I took morning naps. I tried aromatherapy, but that was basically a neurotics daily COVID test. I, 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 I joined Amazon Prime. I ate imported dark chocolate, but most importantly, and most unexpectedly, I did some honest, very deep, intentional, personal introspection. Now, I say intentional because one of the first things I realized about myself, besides finally admitting to my stingy and twisted narcissism, was that as a rule, I never behave or act intentionally. I mean... A lot of artists are like that. A lot of of narcissists are like that. I mean, I, I think it's that I'm something of a slave to what I mistakenly thought of as spontaneous or to be more charitable. I'm somewhat enthralled by the mythic idea of what many amateurs and culture vultures might call Inspiration, but the reality I discovered is that I am simply incapable of planning, of anticipating, of, a- of anticipating a future. I can't seem to create strategies for survival. It's, 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 it's basically what sociologists call what's the technical term? Immaturity. That's me. That was me. I discovered during these long months of of relative confinement and inactivity that I'm a baby. Evidenced, some would argue, by this podcast that, that, that you're listening to right now against all your better instincts. So once I realized this frightening reality, what do you think I did? Well, just what anyone would have done under similar circumstances, I, I Googled. Well, actually, I didn't Google. I, I, I duck-duck-goed. Well, 1st I duck-duck-goed, and then I Googled because duck duck Go didn't exactly give me the reassuring answers I was anticipating, so I went back to Google, and they sent me directly to this website called thinkingofthefuture.com, and boy! was that life-changing? They, they, they had all these videos and articles and books and seminars and, and, and thinking of the future, future thinking coaches, uh, what, what they call future accountability partners or, or something like that. Anyway, I realized after my free 10-minute consultation that the thing I was most afraid of was the idea, the, 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 the cognitive practice Pre meditation. I was probably terrified of pre meditation, but my coach during my initial free 10 minute consultation assured me that I shouldn't worry because they've found in their meticulous research that, listen to this, 67% of men in the United States and Canada. Between the ages of 18 and 55, have to some degree a debilitating fear of acting with intent or with premeditation. So, look, with all this time on our hands, with all this time on 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 my hands, I mean, do you blame me? I I I signed up. I signed up. It, it cost me four thousand dollars. I know it sounds like a lot, but I can tell you, it was worth. Every shekel. In fact, they explained that the first palpable breakthrough toward what they called personal ownership of planning and agency—they call that POPA, personal ownership of planning and agency. The first step toward POPA was making the decisive move to to fork over the four grand to I don't know, like to a website. It showed, it showed, it shows, it shows commitment. And that's also why it's totally non-refundable. It's the first indelible lesson. You decide to sign up, you pay, the die is cast, done, you've made a decision, period, done. Anyway, I signed up and paid and it you it was great. I, I mean, it, it was it was <clears throat> it, it was good. It was it was good. Most of it was good. Really helpful. And and and, and I have to say, my favorite part, the most useful part, is their pre meditation app. I, I, I use it almost every night before I go to bed. I like to I like to light some mild incense and and I like to dim the lights and and plug i in my headphones and sort of zone out to this really mellow voice telling me to imagine eternal suns and gentle breezes, and I typically doze off. And anyway, it makes me feel really good, and and I don't feel at all guilty because, frankly, I'm something of a workaholic, and I've neglected all this self-care stuff for all these years now, and I have to say I've gotten really good at premeditating. I'm much more future-oriented, I think. I mean, before I do anything, I plan. I now value preparedness, and I actually premeditate all the time, and it's, and it's great. I'm actually a different person and all, also, hopefully, a different type of podcaster, and maybe, maybe I, I'll, I'll stop losing my listeners. So please, trust me and join me next time because I've been researching now. Now I actually do research and I write storylines and I spend time interviewing artists and I spend a lot of time on Wikipedia. You know, Wikipedia is great. Do, 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 do you know about Wikipedia? You know what I found out the other day? I I, I, I found out on, on Wikipedia, did you know that Mondrian was a great dancer? I didn't know that. And, and, and I, I also read I don't know, last week that Michelangelo was gay I never knew that Anyway, join me again next time And maybe I won't just prattle on extemporaneously In a deluge of unpremeditated streams of consciousness But rather, I'll deliver a meticulously conceived series of ideas and insights Regarding the lives of contemporary artists